The following content is from Snowbird Wilderness Outfitters, a gospel-driven high-adventure camp in western North Carolina. Go to swoutfitters.com to learn more about our camps and conferences. Enjoy the message. Welcome to the Breakout on Personal Bible Study. Um, I'm going to introduce myself because I am not a snowbird person. Um, I've never worked here. My husband has never worked here, um, but we love Snowbird. Um, We have been bringing students here. He was a youth pastor for, gosh, 12 years. Um, We've we've brought students here, and um, he is currently the head pastor at a church in Jacksonville, Florida, Schindler Drive Baptist Church. That's right, my girls are up here, my ladies, my friends. Um, And so we are like four years into this new role, and it's super weird, um, but really fun. Uh, We've been married for almost 17 years. Uh, Fun fact, I got married on my 20th birthday, and I don't regret that. I know a lot of people are like, you have your birthday and anniversary on the same day? It's fine. Totally fine. No, no. Confession. He's never forgotten. One year I forgot, but that's okay. He forgives, which is nice. Um, But we have three kids. My oldest um, is Emma. She is about to be 15 on Tuesday. So if y'all have a prayer journal, can you just write my name down? (laughs) Because navigating teenage girl years is super fun. Um, And then we have, (laughs) I love her. She is a joy, but man, those emotions are something else. And so we have uh, Benson, who is 12, and he is a cool kid. He's just, I feel like he's like a 90-year-old man in a 12-year-old kid's body. Um, And then we have Max, who is seven, who has a mullet and fits him. So if you would like to see a picture of them later, I will show you. He is is a fun kid. He's a fun kid. And I will give you a heads up that I have no slides. I apologize. I am not good on a computer. I'm just really bad. So anyways, if you have any questions afterwards, like if you can't get something down or I'm talking too fast, just come see me afterwards. I don't mind telling you about it. Um, I'm going to pray as we get started, and then, um, yeah, we'll get going. Father, thank you so much for today. I thank you. Lord, that you have um, just given us this weekend away, away from distractions, away from just busy schedules, and that you've given us this time to focus on you. And I just thank you for all the, uh, the hands that were just so integral in making this weekend happen, all the planning, all the praying, just getting everything together. Lord, I know that that's a, a big job, and I just thank you for those. I thank you for Snowbird. I thank you for what they stand for. Um, I thank you that they're just proclaiming the gospel, Lord, here in Andrews and all around the world. Um, and I just pray over our time today that it would be about you, that um, you would uh, guide my words, you would guide our hearts, and um, Lord, I just pray that you would be with us during this time. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Okay, I just want to preface this by saying a few things that, number one, nothing I'm going to share with you today is, like, groundbreaking, okay? Like, there is so much wonderful information out there on Bible study, so just kind of, if you might, like, hear some of the similar things that you already know. And number two, I am not an expert. I don't have this figured out. I really wish I did. 
but everything that you're going to hear today is coming from someone that is still learning, still growing, um, and God just still has a lot of work to do in my own life. Um, and so this is an area that I struggled with for a long time. Um, I was saved when I was six years old. My dad is in the ministry, um, so grew up in church, but I just never um, was an intentional in really disciplining myself to study the word and what that looked like. Um, and I feel like if we were to go around the room, some of you would probably feel the same way. Like, man, I just missed so many years like just diving into God's word. Um, so it really wasn't until recent years that the Lord has really begun to do a work in my heart about being intentional in studying God's word, about what that looks like. Um, and so that's why I really felt compelled to share with y'all. Even I was a little hesitant because I was like, oh gosh, there's like a lot of really good information out there. Like, what do I have to share? Um, but I just knew that this was something God had taught me and is still teaching me. And so I was like, okay, we're just going to do it. Okay, so we're going to do it. Um, and so at the end of this, I just, my prayer is that if you do not have a consistent time in God's word, that you would start. And that if you are consistently studying God's word, you're a student of the word, that you would keep going, okay? So just be encouraged today. That's my goal. Um, so there's a specific psalm that's really helped me in this area of Bible study, and it's actually Psalm 1, and it's the first few verses. So we're going to kind of walk through those. The first two verses say this. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on it he meditates day and night. So to paraphrase this, which is actually a really cool Bible study tool when you're going through your scripture, is to like paraphrase it, reword it. Um, it really helps you remember it and get the grasp of what's going on. So we're gonna kind of do that to these verses. So blessed is the man or woman. Remember that word man in scripture doesn't, it's person, that's what that means. So blessed is the man or woman who does not get their advice, worldview, or ideals from the world. Blessed is she who does not allow the world to shape her theology, doctrine, or the way that she lives, but who delights in the word of God. And so when we talk about the word delight, by the Hebrew definition, it just simply means to find joy or pleasure in. So it's a picture of somebody that is turning their delight and giving their delight to not the world, but to the word of God, to God's beautiful word that he's given us, okay? And so think of some of the things that you delight in, things that you love, things that have like our affection. Um, some of you, like you're like, I love exercising. I just love waking up in the morning and just going to the gym and whatever your exercise is. I, that's not me. Sorry, that's not, I do not identify with you in that area. Um, it is a definite not fun thing for me. But for those of you, that is awesome. Some of you, especially if you have a busy life, you love maybe your downtime of not doing anything. Anyone else love like at the end of a busy day to sit on your couch with like a good blanket and just watch something just mindless? Like I find my, I, I love that, okay? I love that. Three kids, baseball schedules, church craziness. Whew, that's good for me. Uh, some of you, it's your job. You delight in your job, your family. Do we have any plant ladies in here that just love their plants? Man, you guys are fun. Um, 
I cannot, y'all, my poor plants. You'll hear about my plants in a second. Uh, But we can find all this enjoyment in so many different things, but yet why is it so hard for so many of us to find that enjoyment and delight in studying God's word? A few years ago, the Holy Spirit really began to convict my heart um, about how often my desire to study God's word, to get into his word, was like on the same level as ironing or scrubbing toilets. And I know that you're like, oh my gosh, that sounds horrible. Just listen to me. It was something that had to be done. Do you know what I mean? It was like, checklist, gotta do it, it's gotta get done, and then move on with your day. Um, But it wasn't like super enjoyable. But by the grace of God, I began to experience that my time in the word was a treat and not a chore. And that's a big shift that has to happen is that we view spending time in God's word as a treat and not as just something we've got to do and check it off our list and move on with our day. Um, And all glory to God and his spirit working in my life, but really the main way that that happened, it's going to be shocking, was that I just got serious about doing it. I just made the choice to get serious about doing it. Um, I know that sounds oversimplified, but there had to come a point where I was convinced that I just had to start. Um, So I believe that so much of our lack of spiritual growth and passion and our issues boils down to a lack of spiritual discipline in the area of Bible study and prayer. And I hope that you guys stay after for the breakout session on prayer because those two spiritual disciplines are vital in the life of a believer. And they're the two main avenues to sanctification in our life. And so in order to build the discipline and for it to become a delight, you just have to do it. You have to read God's word to love it. You do. The more you read it and study it and meditate on it and memorize it and apply it, the more you'll love it. And as you delight in it and love it, the more you feast on it and the more you'll love it and delight it. Do you see the cycle? So you have to get in the word to love it. But it takes work. And it takes a plan. Um, Some of you, if you're new to studying the Bible or you're maybe undisciplined, but you're ready to get to work, um, I would argue that in order for you to really develop the discipline in studying God's word, you've got to determine a time, a place, and a plan. A time, place, and a plan. This goes back to what I said at the beginning, that nothing is groundbreaking that I'm going to share with you, because this is something I have heard taught on many occasions. Um, but it was just was too good to not just keep sharing um, and keep getting out there. So anything we know that's important in life that we want to gain traction on, we know we got to have a time, a place, and a plan. Okay, so let's say, my friend Lauren over here, I was like, Lauren, let's get fit this year. I know, she's like, why are you saying my name? I didn't tell her. I was, gonna <laughs> I was like, Lauren, um, let's get fit this year. I really want to get fit, okay? And she's like, yes. Let's do it. You want to start this week? Yes. When do you want to start? Oh, we'll figure it out. I don't know. You know, I'll just let you know. Do you think it's ever going to get done? You think we'll ever actually work out? No. But if I was like, okay, Monday morning, 8 o'clock, I'm going to meet you at your house and we're going to go for a walk. 8 o'clock, I'm going to meet you at the gym. Do you think that it would happen? Yeah, because they're like, that accountability would be there, right? And so if you're thinking, okay, I've got it. Okay, I got a time, a time that would work. I got a place that I could get quiet with the Lord. But if you're confused on the how, okay, you got a plan. What does that mean? How do I study scripture? 
I'm gonna give just some very helpful tips. Now, some of you that are um, already experience, experiencing a vibrant um, walk with the Lord in this area where you are, you are studying scripture, um, this is not gonna be new to you, okay? This is really for those that just need help starting and they can't figure out where to start, okay? So, number one, pick a book of the Bible. Don't jump around. Don't just randomly pick out verses. Um, I know we've all, you know, seen and probably done, I might, myself included, like, okay, God, let me just open the Bible and wherever it falls, that's what you have for me today. Listen, all scripture is profitable. It's all good, but that's, listen, some of y'all have read some really weird scriptures out of context because you do that. Don't do that, okay? Pick a book, read it from beginning to end. Okay, our like modern day Bibles are beautifully already kind of sectioned out. So some days you might study 10 verses. Some days you might study two and that's okay. All right, so just follow, like get a plan, pick a book of the Bible and go for it. If you're new, start in one of the gospels. Uh, Bethany mentioned last night that she's walking through Matthew, which I'm like, oh, maybe I'll do that next. That sounds really good. Um, I'm doing first Corinthians right now. I feel like, is my microphone like bouncing? It's my earrings. I'm not taking these off, so you guys are just gonna have to deal with these. Sorry, I really like them. Okay, um, you're just gonna have to deal with the little knocking every once in a while, you're fine. It'll just keep you focused, you know? All right, so pick a book of the Bible. Second, number two, always pray. Pray that the Lord will give you wisdom and pray that he would give you focus. Because did any of you identify with the girl in the skit this morning that was all over the place in her prayer life? Like thinking of the things to do. Oh gosh, I gotta get a ride for so-and-so. Gotta make sure they have this clean. Gotta wash the baseball uniform. Gotta, you know, all this stuff. Pray that God would allow you to focus. Clear your mind and focus. Okay, so we've got the book. You're prayed up, you're ready. Let's look now at the context of the book that you're gonna read, okay? Look at who the author is. Look at when it was written. Look at who it's written to. Like if you're studying the, um, like a one of the letters of Paul, like, okay, what, what is this church he's writing to? What's going on in their lives at that point? All of that can be found in a study Bible or a commentary, okay? So someone's already kind of done that work for you, which is really nice, but you can, it allows your brain to get wrapped around what, their, what the point is and, and not taking things out of context, okay? And then I love to do this as I go through and I get definitions. Number four, go through it and get definitions, biblical definitions of words that you don't know. Even it's a, if it's a word that you've heard your entire life, okay? You're like, maybe it's the word sanctify. Maybe it's the word holy. And you're like, okay, I think I know what that means, but I can't really define it biblically, clearly. I couldn't articulate it. Just go look it up and define it. There is no shame in learning, okay? There is no shame in looking up words. If you saw my notebook and the words that I looked up, you probably would not have me up here speaking right now. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, she don't know nothing. Okay, yes. Yes, yes. So if you're reading through your scripture and you're reading through, like maybe it's, You've got four verses you're, you're reading through in that, in that time, and you come across a word where you're like, I think I know what that means, but I'm not quite sure. 
go look up the definition for it and define it before you move on, okay? There's, yeah, again, there's no shame in doing that at all. That is like part of learning, okay? We tell kids to ask questions, right? So ask questions and get the definitions of things. All right, number five is to sit in the tension. And what I mean by that is sometimes when you're reading scripture, it's gonna be like, oh, I know exactly what that means. That's fine, I get that. And then there's gonna be times where you're like, what does that mean? I don't know what that means. Okay, so sit in the tension. That's what I, sorry, sit in the tension. It just means sit in the tension. Yeah, sorry. Tension, (laughs) T-E-N-S-I-O-N. Not in detention. (laughs) You're not in trouble. God's put you in detention because you don't know the definition of a word. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, man. I'm going to be real. I'm sorry. Is the earring? Okay, listen. We'll just... Well, take it off. I'm only going to take off one. Okay. I'm going to put it on the salad bar. There we go. Sit in the tension. Is that better? Okay. Um, okay. What I mean by that is, is it still, I'm so sorry. Is it my accent? Is it? No. Okay. This will clarify it. What I mean is do not immediately run to a commentary when you come across something you don't understand. Yeah, don't Google. Don't Google. Don't run to your study Bible to like have someone else tell you what they've gotten out of it. Really like think on it, pray about it. Go look on, um, you know, you can look cross-reference. Where is this mentioned somewhere else in Scripture? Look at before and after the passage and really pray and, and ask God for that clarity, okay? And then take what you found to the commentary. You test your study with the commentary, okay? Now, sometimes you're going to get it wrong. I will share a personal experience I was studying something in the Old Testament a few years ago. Man, I thought I had discovered just something amazing. I was like, oh man, this is telling me that I am like this and I am doing this. And I brought it to my husband and I was like, oh, this is what I'm studying today. And can you believe that this says this about us and about me? And in his kindness, he said, that's not about you. That's not talking about you. You can't apply that that way. So sometimes you're going to get it wrong, okay? And that's okay. That's all part of studying. You're going to make mistakes. So again, these are helpful tips. This is not an exhaustive list. This is not like the only way to study scripture. This is to get you started. If you're looking for more information on how to study scripture, Women of the Word by Jen Wilkin is an amazing book. So it's called Women of the Word by Jen Wilkin. Man, she goes into some really in-depth detail on how to study scripture. There are some awesome podcast, like um, breakout sessions on the Snowbird app that they've done in past years that you can go re-listen to and learn more about how to study scripture. So soak it all up, learn all the things, but at the same time, as important as it is to know the how-to, at some point you just have 
to jump in. You just have to get started, okay? Uh, Just get started, and I'm telling you, that delight for the word is going to grow. I promise you that, okay? And can I encourage you in something, because I feel like I hear this a lot, especially like with women, is that we tend to think that we're not adequate to understand scripture, that we're not smart enough, um, that this was meant for somebody else to study. And can I encourage you with this, that if you're in Christ, that he's given you the spirit to help you. So don't ever forget that when you're studying scripture. Um, I've been reading in 1 Corinthians, like I said, and this is in 1 Corinthians 2, 10 through 12. It says this, okay? These things, which it's referring to the wisdom of God that we get as believers, as Christ followers, it's actually called the secret and hidden wisdom of God that we get access to, that the world doesn't, okay? So these things God has revealed to us through the Spirit, for the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except the spirit of that person which is in him? So also no one comprehends the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might understand the things freely given us by God. Isn't that beautiful? That God has given us his word, the full revelation of himself, who he is, who we are to be, all of that we have free access to. And that God has given us, that's all of us, not just theologians, not scholars, not those going for doctorate studies and all that smart people stuff, okay? That he's given all of us the power and the ability through the spirit to understand it. So now if we know that God's word is profitable, we know it's important, we know we're commanded to study it and to meditate on it and to learn about it, why don't we? Why don't we take the time to study his word and grow in our knowledge and understanding of who he is? I'm gonna share a quote with you guys, and I'm gonna be honest. The first time I heard this quote, I hated it. And you're like, why are you sharing it with us? (laughs) Okay, I just just wanted to preface it, okay? I just want you to hear it, okay. So R.C. Sproul said this, here is the real problem for our negligence. We fail in our duty to study God's word, not so much because it is difficult to understand, not so much because it is dull or boring, but because it is a work. Our problem is not a lack of intelligence or a lack of passion. Our problem most of the time is that we are lazy. Did you feel that? Did you, you see why I didn't like it? Okay. I, would, I was like, this man doesn't know me. He doesn't know my life. He hasn't lived my life. But, okay, when I took a step back, put my defensive side away, okay, I can see there's so much truth to what he's saying, that we must be intentional with our time to open and study God's word. That means even if I'm running late, my life is chaotic, I had a really long night with the kids, my work day was really long, Okay, and let's say I have 10 minutes to spare, okay? My schedule's all out of whack. My time is all messed up from my plan and all that stuff, but I have 10 minutes. Am I gonna spend it in God's word? Or am I going to spend it scrolling Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, or trying to figure out that 
dumb wordle for the day. Is anyone else a wordle fan? Don't tell me what it is if you are, because I haven't done it today, okay? If you don't know what wordle is, you should totally do it though, okay? <laughs> Just don't do it instead of God's, studying God's word, okay? But every single moment we spend in scripture is worth it. And so I must be cautious, we must be cautious to not neglect the very thing that God gave us so that we can learn more about him and in turn his word transforms our life. We can't neglect that. Um, so we're gonna move on to verse three, okay? So now we've figured out how, we've figured out when, we've, we're walking through these steps. Look at verse three. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither, and all that he does, he prospers. So this is really cool, because in that area of the world, because of that dry climate, they would dig these canals um, and big trenches so that water could be moved from one place to the other. So it's a picture of someone like purposely planting a tree by these water canals so that they can soak up this nourishment and can grow. So the tree did not plant itself, all right? So when it comes to salvation, when it comes to following Christ, he saves you, he does the work, okay? He rescues you and he plants you by streams of living water. And what is that living water? It's his word, we need it for nourishment. You need it to grow, and we have to be intentional to drink from those living waters. We must be intentional to stay in his word and be fed by it. And when you're not doing the work of drinking in that good, living, soul-quenching water that he's given us, we are gonna be so easily swayed by other things that we delight in we can easily begin to see our theology and doctrine slipping. We can begin to drift into what it, I've heard it called Instagram theology, which is basically when our beliefs and truths begin to be shaped by who we follow or who we listen to. Um, I recently kind of had this big aha moment and have like about what I've just shared with you and I've either cut out or greatly decreased some of the podcasts that I listen to because I was beginning to become relaxed in my faith in certain areas and certain things because I was filling my mind with the belief system of others instead of the word of God. So we can begin to find ourselves accepting things that are not true, um, truths that don't line up with scripture because we're filling our hearts and our minds with something else um, instead of drinking from those streams of living water. And another danger of not intentionally spending time in God's word, especially in a time where we have access to so much like Christian things, okay? We have books, you have podcasts, you have music, you have movies, you have all this extra biblical like stuff and which is really awesome and really good, but we can begin to substitute our time and his word for some of those extra biblical resources. So within the last few years, and if you guys can't tell, like you're getting lots of confessions today from me, okay? Hopefully that puts you at ease to know that I do not have this figured out, okay? God's still working on me. But I found myself in this routine of getting busy with my day, not sitting down and intentionally studying his word, 
but I would listen to a Christian podcast or I would maybe read a part of a Christian book in the car pickup line at school or whatever it was um, because it was easy, right? It's easy to do that. I could pop my AirPods in. I could listen to something while I'm cleaning and like folding clothes and it's just, you know, I'm soaking it all in. And then I got to the end of my day and almost felt like, oh, I'm good. I got my Jesus fill for the day. You see the danger in that? Um, but praise God that he woke me up to that. Praise God that he was like, uh-uh. You don't ever substitute spending time in my word for other things. Like it, those are, you know, things that are used to supplement our faith, but they're not to substitute time in God's word. And you've got to continually drink from it, okay? It's not something where you take a sip and you forget about it for like two years, okay? My poor plants, I told you I was going to tell you about my plants at my house. They experience this all the time. I really want to be a plant person, but I'm not. I buy them, and I get excited, and I water them, and then I literally don't touch them for like months. And then I'm like, why are they so sad? <laughs> like, they're just hanging on for dear life. Like, they're so pitiful, but it's because they haven't been fed or nourished, duh. You know what I mean? You're like, you got to water plants to like make them grow. Um, but the same goes for us as Christ followers. So if we're not consistently drinking from the word, you're not going to be strong enough to stand up for truth, which is something that right now in our culture, like we got to be extra strong in, right? People are always trying to redefine truth right now. And so if you're not in the word, you're not going to be strong enough to stand up for truth. You're not going to be strong enough to disciple your kids. Okay, because if you're not grounded in your faith and you're not growing in your faith, how do, you, how do you pour that into your kids? If they're not seeing that, if they're not seeing a mom that is like not perfect, but like just, hey, I'm learning. This is what God's, God's teaching me. They're seeing me study the Bible. They know that Jesus is real to me. If we're not constantly drinking that water and we're not being consistent in that, we're not gonna be able to stand strong in that. You're not going to be able to stand strong to share your, uh, with your coworkers about Christ because you're going to be, you know, you're going to let the fear take over instead of letting Christ work through you. But most of all, you're not going to have a vibrant and flourishing relationship with our Lord. There should be a joy to living the Christian life. And sometimes Christians are the saddest looking people ever. But the word of God brings joy. Not that we're going to have like this happy, like skipping through life all the time and like, but there is a joy that's found, a deep-rooted joy that's found in Scripture. So I know I've kind of hit you with, I feel like, some heavy truth, my quote that I didn't like at first, but now I really like. Um, but I want us to take, kind of take a deep breath, okay? Take a deep breath and just relax. I know that it's hard work. It is, it is a choice that you have to make every day to get into his word. And it is hard sometimes. You're not going to feel like it sometimes. You carry a lot on your plate. If we went around the room and you shared kind of what you do on a daily basis or who, you know, you're providing for, or what your job was like, or all this, like, we would all feel like, wow, we do a lot, okay? And I wish I had it all figured out. I wish I never got too busy or too stressed or too lazy to be in God's word. But we're human and we're not going to get it right all the time. So I'm so thankful that God's love isn't hinging on how good I've read my Bible today. It's not. But realizing that the work we are doing is work that stems from God's love and not for his love. 
I'm not studying my Bible to earn more of God's love and approval. That's not why I study scripture. I study because he first loved me and I love him and I want to know him more. So my prayer for us as women, as those of you that are followers of Christ in this room, and if you, if you do not have a personal relationship with the Lord, man, I pray that you come to know him today in this moment. But for those of us that are believers, I pray that we would get into his word and we would drink in it. That we would, our hearts would be shifted from viewing God's word as studying God's word like we would view it as a treat and not a chore, okay? And that ultimately our lives can display the gospel to those in our home and to our jobs and to around the world. Thanks for listening. We hope this has encouraged you in your walk with Christ. Be sure to give us a rating and review. And for more Snowbird content, check out our other podcast, No Sanity Required.